The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome, welcome to The Career Confidant, and thank you for tuning in today. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff, and today, you know, the world of work is changing quickly, and that's why we're here, that's why I started this show, was really to help you get the tools that you need and the skills, maybe even awareness of skills that you'll need to take care of your own career, manage your own career moving forward. And we're here every week to talk about career topics and always give you the opportunity to either call in live and ask questions about your career and your any issues you might be having with moving your career forward, whether that's in, in job search or career advancement. And you can call in live at 866-472-5790, or as most of you choose to do, you're emailing me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And you know, each week we go through and I share some of my experiences helping thousands of professionals advance in their career. And like last week, sometimes I bring in some great industry leaders to provide career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve and moving forward towards your career goals. And just had the real privilege last week to talk to Wayne Mitchell, who was on the show talking about interviewing talks about it in a different way, coming from maybe more of a big picture employer focus than than I or, or some of my colleagues do at times. And so if you are in the mode of interviewing, I would encourage you to, to go back and listen to that show and, and some of Wayne's great insights there. Part of the other thing that we do on this show is is talk about leadership skills and developing the skills that you'll need to move forward in your career. And so I want to talk a little bit about leadership today. We're going to talk about some of the hot topics in leadership today. And, you know, you might say, well, why do I need this? I'm, I'm not a, a leader. I don't really plan on being a manager. Whatever it might be in your career, Let's talk about leadership because leadership, especially today, isn't associated with a title. Leadership today isn't, are you a manager? Are you in charge of this, that, whatever? 
leadership today is really about your ability, in my mind, to do maybe two or three things. The first being manage change, lead change, deal with change, adapt to change, whatever words you think fit for your level of, of work. If you aren't staying up on that and being able to do that and, and really being able to help others do that within an organization, it's going to be hard for you to progress within your career. Things are changing so rapidly in our industry, in our job, and the world. And if we're not able to do that, if we're not able to help others do that, but really even in our own selves, our own career, if we're not able to see what's coming, see what's not working for us, and make change, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle. And I work with a lot of career changers who are in that realm, right? They just didn't anticipate or they didn't react fast enough, whatever it is. And, you know, I this was an Aspen leadership talk not too long ago where it was all about what what doing what you've always done isn't going to get you what you've always got, right? That if you keep doing the things you're doing today in your job, in your career, and thinking that that's going to move you forward, you're probably mistaken. And that leadership to me really is being able to take it to the next level, even for your own self, and see what's coming, see what the business needs, anticipate that, and then going way back to April when we talked with Susan Whitcomb and she shared some of the things that you should be doing to put yourself in the position to get a raise, right? All of those things are in some way related to leadership and, and change management, really being able to adapt or lead and be ahead of the curve in your own space. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked to... Um, Reddick, Jared Reddick, and he was talking about that, that importance of being a subject matter expert, right? If you want to get found, if you want to be recruited, snatched up, whatever you want to call it, you've got to be that subject matter expert in, in something. And again, going back to that leadership, can you see what the industry is going to need and position yourself as a subject matter expert in something relevant, right? In something relevant. The other thing that I think we miss out on a lot of times in a different way is relationships. And everybody talks about it all the time, right? We talk about how important relationships are. We talk about, you know, that you've got to be able to build a relationship as, as a, a leader. But I don't see very many people really being good at it and really taking the time to do it. Or having the courage to do it. And Wayne was talking last week about that if you go into that interview and they're asking you questions, they're asking how you do something, that you take this collaborative approach, right? You really approach it as working on that problem with them. You're collaborating and you're not afraid. You're not afraid to share those ideas. You're not afraid to do that right there in the interview, but a lot of people are. 
And a lot of people come back with, oh, you know, they just wanted my expertise, but they didn't want to hire me. Well, if you had that approach in the interview, my guess is that you weren't building relationships with them. You weren't showing that ability to collaborate with them. And they saw that right away in the interview. And then you think about your life cycle as a worker, right? And the role that relationships play in each step. And I think that this was kind of a slap in the face for me personally. When I graduated, and I see young graduates with this all the time, you think you should get a job because you got your degree, right? You paid for this degree, now you should get a job. doesn't work that way. doesn't work that way. And it doesn't matter how many years you've worked. If you don't have the relationship, you're not going to get that promotion. And I, that needs to sink in. That idea of it doesn't really matter what you've done. What you've done has to be visible, relevant, and, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to like you, right? That piece that we've talked about quite a bit, going back to the Harvard Business Review, right, the likable fool, and then the competent jerk, thinking about relationships as really that leadership piece, no matter what level of organization you're in. Can you build relationships that will re- result in somebody following you or somebody liking you and all of those pieces take take that relationship we're going to talk about a little bit today we're going to talk about relationships in the world of leadership specifically and how they play into or or not your ability to be a, a good leader and there was an article going around on LinkedIn. If you are, are on LinkedIn, you follow any of that, you'll find a, an article by one of my favorite leadership people, really. Um, and it, it talks about millennials. And people have kind of railed on it because it's, you know, this is not just for, uh, this isn't, isn't just for, Millennials, it's for everybody. But the idea behind it is very simple about relationships and and good leadership. So we're going to talk a little bit today about that, and I'll give you some more of, of his article, just giving you a little bit of a teaser there. And we're going to talk about the difference between management and leadership, which is, is also one of those hot topics out there right now in the in the leadership world. And then we're going to talk a little bit about leadership development and leadership fundamentals. So if you're thinking about, you know, I want to develop as a leader. I want to be someone that, that people see as a leader. We're going to talk about what that might mean and what you could really do to, to get there. And then we're going to talk about how you might do that if you are actually the the person creating a leadership program and some of the places where those oftentimes 
fail. So those are some of the, the hot topics that, that are, I see bubbling up here in the world of leadership right now. And it, and it really, a lot of it still boils down to the change management, the relationships. And then I think in, in some way, it's that humility. And I don't know maybe the right thing to say there, but it's just about that the the days of leadership being about how, how cool you are or how much power you have or the the CEO being, you know, the one and only leader, some of those things are just they're falling away, right? The the idea of leadership today is is much different and much more inclusive and all of those words that that some of you probably don't like, you know, why can't I just lead and somebody follow me? But what we're going to talk about is some of those shifts that are happening in leadership today and what that might mean for you as a leader, whether you are one now or hope to be one in the future or even just hope to in some way make an impact in your organization. So kind of going off of this, the story here is that I work with a lot of engineers and a lot of engineers don't want to be the quote unquote leader, right? They don't want to be the manager. They like the hands-on work. They, they like designing and problem solving, all of those things that they think of in terms of hands-on engineering. But one of the things that I've seen with that group is that if they don't have these leadership skills that we're going to talk about, they tend to struggle. They don't get the cool projects. They don't get to talk to customers as much as they'd like to. They don't get to have input where they think they should. All of the kind of cool things that they want to do they find still require them to use some of these leadership skills throughout their work so that they can be seen as a leader even if they're not wanting to be a manager in title. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to dig in here and talk about some of these hot topics in leadership today. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Inside Healthcare is the only radio program focused solely on the healthcare industry. We bring together new and experienced entrepreneurs and industry veterans from throughout the country who are changing the dynamic on how healthcare is delivered today. 
Join us as we ask the tough questions, explore current topics, and discuss the new partners and models in healthcare that successfully address the needs of population health across the country. Listen Mondays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and to, today we are talking through some of the hot leadership topics. And this first one, you know, maybe it's been done, it's been talked about, uh, but to me, I think there's still something missing to the conversation around leadership and and management. So let's let's dig in here a little bit and talk about leadership and management you know you, you go on on linkedin you go on the web and you find all of these things one of the funny things i think people are, are doing in, now in linkedin is dumping what seem to be fairly academic papers in as articles on linkedin but one of them came in handy because it actually had a, some definitions of leadership um that I didn't have to go to the dictionary to find. So thinking about leadership and the process of influencing an organized group towards accomplishing its goal. So influencing an organized group towards its its goal, that essence of, of leadership. Now, I would say that today we're talking about a, a little broader definition of leadership in terms of and I, I love the word influencing, right? Because it doesn't say you're the manager. It doesn't say you're in charge of them. In fact, it, it, it maybe is harder and more of a leadership challenge when you're, when you're not, right? And one of the things that I am so happy that I, I did because I didn't know that this was going to happen when I did it, but taking, taking leadership roles in nonprofit organizations and volunteer organizations, right, where everybody there is is not getting paid to be there. And what I've found in that space is that it takes good leadership skills to do that, right? You don't have the thing hanging over your head of I don't I don't you know I I gotta do this or I'm not gonna get paid or this is part of my job. Right When you're working with volunteers and when you are a volunteer, you have to choose to do what you do. Yeah, as paid workers, it's, it's similar, yeah. But as a volunteer, you are choosing to give up your time. And in a lot of the organizations I've led, those volunteers were also 
giving up some kind of business to volunteer, right? If they're being on my board, it means it's time away from their business, their job, their family, whatever it might be. And yeah, work, your, it's time away from some of those things, but hey, you're getting paid, right? And so sometimes you can put up with stuff. Whereas what I found with in leading volunteers is that they will put up with some stuff because most of the time they have some kind of connection to your mission, your purpose, your what you're doing. But boy, you can lose that as a leader. And, and that influence is different than managing, which we're going to talk about here as well. So they talk about leadership in terms of adding, adding that value in a way that you're, you know, you're, you're really in, in, inspirational, setting the big picture, finding ways to get people there, but a lot of times in their own way, right? A lot of times in, you're not laying out every little detail. You're, you are, you're leading, but you're not spelling out every little thing. And I, I think that that distinction to me is also really important, especially in the volunteer world, because there is not time to do that. And if you do that, you lose your volunteers even quicker because they don't want to be there just to do something. Most of the time, they want to actually add value. And we start to feel like we don't add as much value when everything is, is spelled out for us. So they talk about leadership in terms of that kind of innovation, setting the big picture, originating, developing, inspiring trust, long-range view, maybe kind of challenging asking why, asking what, and getting people to think differently. One of the other pieces that I read that I really liked about leadership is that leadership is really that ability to get people in the chain behind you, right? That you can manage and get people to do things, but when you're leading, it's really all getting everybody on the same page and moving forward in the same direction. And that leadership can be really powerful. And I always think back to my first boss. She spoiled me for all further bosses because she was great at that. She was great at setting the vision, giving the goal, really saying that this was where we wanted to go and why, and helping us get to our why, what we wanted out of it, but then really letting it go. Letting it go. And I heard one of the, the leaders in our Rotary District this weekend, we were having a, a leadership conference, and he talked about you know, great leadership being getting out of the way. Maybe not all the time, and I, I get that, but just thinking about leadership being influencing, motivating, enabling, but then you're getting out of the way. Not power, not control. So that, to me, is leadership. And it's something that we miss a lot of times 
in this discussion and a lot of it comes down to titles right i don't care if your title is manager can you can you lead and can you manage when you need to so managing relates a lot more to process just the definition of management relates a lot more to process and when you even look it up in a dictionary it talks about coordinating using resources planning organizing staffing directing controlling an organization to accomplish the goal those words so much different than the words we use for leadership coordinating planning organizing directing and there's nothing wrong with management there's nothing wrong with leadership and as many of the organiz- organizations many of the articles talk about it's not an either or question to me it's do you know when to do which do you know when to lead and do you know when to manage do you know when to lead do you know when to manage i think managing can be easier for some personality types and leadership can be easier for some personality types right if you get into the nitty-gritty of personality there are those people that love big picture and there are those people that love details right see the forest see the trees that's natural you have a preference i i promise and your ability to learn to do the other is very important but one will always come more natural to you just like writing with your left or right hand that becomes most people's challenge is one realizing the difference two realizing that they have a preference a lot of us like to argue and say that we we don't and i'm not sure that that does us any good and three learning how to use the opposite skill set especially when it's needed and recognizing that that takes a little bit more energy for you and that's okay so just in my own business working with people trying to move through their career right figure out what you want to do or find a job or advance i found very early on in my business and not surprising because i'm taking all of these personality assessments to start my business that there my preference was definitely bigger picture right i'm i'm a visionary i can create a, a strategy for you i can see connections all of those great things that come with being a big picture person right i needed process i needed process because even and maybe even more for my clients who were also big picture people boy we could sit around and and strategize and vision all day long but nothing is going to happen if we really sat down and looked at a process it would it would walk us through it would get them where they wanted to go for those people who came in that were detail oriented well probably the beginning of my business nobody did business with me that was detail oriented right because they could see right away that something was off 
probably couldn't put their finger on it, but they needed more structure. They needed a system. They needed that plan. They needed management, right? Not in a micromanaging bad way, but they needed that structure. Some people do, some people don't. To me, that is the one thing nobody's talking about with leadership and management. That it's not about if one is good or bad or really are you a leader or are you a manager. It's can you do what needs to be done based on the situation that you're in. And people talk about situational leadership and to me they're still kind of missing this boat that the that really is do you know your people well enough to know who you need to manage and who you need to lead. And of course that's going to change maybe based on the project in in different ways that might change. But who needs you to create that system for them and who maybe needs just a little bit of structure and they'll create the system themselves. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to keep tackling some of these great leadership topics that are hot in today's leadership world. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant welcome back to the career confidant And today we are talking about leadership. 
And we've been talking a little bit about management versus leadership. And just that, to me, it's really about knowing when to use which skill set, right? Management is definitely an important piece of a business. It's an important piece of leading a team. And it's it's maybe the more... and. Some of the articles say administrative, right? And I think when we hear that word, sometimes we think about lower level. But one of the things that I learned early on in life was that everything is important. I remember working with a student, and the student was a leader of a, a sports club at, at Colorado State where I worked and worked with student leaders for a few years there. And just so great to learn lessons from their mistakes, right? I didn't have to make the mistakes. I got to got to watch them and, and learn vicariously. And I worked with a, a student who, in a bad way, treated me like a secretary, right? Would come in and kind of say, oh, will you fax this for me and do that for me? And it, just in kind of a demeaning way. I don't know that I can explain it in, in the correct words, but it was this idea of that that area of life was not important, right? That he didn't need to know how to do those things and those skill sets weren't important. And I thought, wow, he is going to struggle as a, a leader. He's going to struggle as a worker, because from what I've seen, great leaders, even great CEOs, know that that person who does those things for them is just as important as they are, right? That that administration is just as important as anything else. And, and so when we talk about management, I think sometimes that's the same hat that gets put on management, right? That management is less than leadership, and I, I don't think that's true. It's just a different skill set. It's a different approach. And I've worked with quite a few COOs, right? Operations people. And talked about with them their unique strengths most of the time in not just setting a vision, being a leader, inspiring people, but in being able to get things done and being able to lead their team to get things done and usually there requires some management in there right shorter view creating a plan getting things done at a big company there might be managers under there who are doing that and the ceo really coo does really just get to be the innovator but in most of the mid-sized to small companies that i work with that ceo person has some involvement in the planning, in the budgeting, in the organizing, the staffing, right? All of the things that are listed under the category of management when you look at the differences. Where I think those leaders fail as leaders is when they get too bogged down in that or when they don't change, again, thinking about our change management as the organization grows, which lots of research has shown that, that an, a leader can only adjust so much through maybe one or two generations of growth before you need to get a leader who's 
accomplished at leading that bigger type of organization. Again, just thinking about skill set. Yes, we can grow our skill set. Yes, we can develop our skill set. And most of us are really good at something because we're really good at it, right? And when you're in those smaller organizations, it takes a little bit of management and a little bit of leadership. And people who can do that, to me, are fairly rare. You see lots of people who can set the vision and maybe they can inspire people, but they can't create the system. If those people are good and they know themselves, then they find people who can manage really well to help them. And they value those people. They value the opposite strengths that they bring, right? So that they can get stuff done. So it's not about either or, as most of these articles point to. But to me, it's when do you you know when to use them? And a lot of that comes down to knowing who you're leading or managing, which comes down to relationships. Are you paying attention to what that person needs to work well? Are you paying attention to what actually motivates them, what actually helps them get stuff done? Is it leadership or is it management? And what's the balance there? Because it's probably a little bit of both. But what's the balance? So thinking about leadership and kind of these new ideas in leadership, one of the biggest things out there right now is about millennials, right? Millennials as leaders. So if you've been listening for any amount of time, you probably know that you are, in fact, listening to a millennial. (gasps) Gasp. It's okay. It's really okay. So thinking about millennials as leaders, right? Because your millennials are 32, 33 at the top end, and a lot of them are getting into management. A lot of them are getting into leadership. Or (laughs) maybe you are a manager struggling to develop some millennials, and that's, that's out there too, right? That's one of the other things I love about the experience that I've gotten in volunteer leadership. Because a lot of what you'll hear about millennials kind of circles around this idea of they're not motivated by money. They're not motivated by some of those things that you expect them to be motivated, right? They're not even motivated maybe by keeping their job. We could go into a lot of the reasons why, but if you think about when they were growing up, biggest layoffs in history, right? So why am I going to struggle and and give all of my life and put all of my eggs in a basket that I have seen break on my parents? I have seen not work. I've seen them fall even though they worked so hard and and thought that they had someone who was taking care of them. So when we're thinking about leading millennials, to me, it's a lot like leading volunteers. People will say, oh, millennials, they think they want to take over the world. They want to be a CEO. 
They just want meaning. They want meaningful contribution. And my guess is that your boomers and your ex generations do too. And actually, I talked to many and many and many a boomer who is also talking about wanting meaning out of work. The difference is they think they've maybe quote unquote earned it from working for a long time. And the millennials just saying, I, I don't care. I'm not going to quote unquote earn it because I saw how that worked for all of you, right? Didn't really work out that way. So why should I spend my whole life working towards having a meaningful comp- contribution when it, it didn't work that way? So thinking about that and thinking about leading millennials as if you were leading volunteers or managing millennials as if you were managing volunteers, it's the same ideas, right? And it's really just good leadership. And that's what some of the talk has been. You know, it's not any different than good leadership. Yes, I agree. So then why are we talking about millennials as being any different than any other generation, you know, of course they are and they have different values and and some of those things, but I agree, it's not much different, it's really just good leadership, caring if they're doing something meaningful, giving them ways to grow, giving them opportunities to connect giving them opportunities to build relationships, to build mentorships, and really to, to learn. That's probably what's different with millennials, right, is giving them that opportunity to, to learn skills that you already have and maybe not expecting that they're already going to have them, right? That, that idea of why don't they have work ethic? Well, guess what? Somewhere along the way, you had to learn that, no matter what age you are. And yeah, maybe you learned it earlier because the stereotype is millennials aren't, aren't working as early. So you learned it earlier, but you still had to learn it. Somebody had to teach it to you. It's really not that surprising. Not that surprising that we might have to teach that skill set. We're just not used to teaching it in the big workplace, right? We're used to teaching it at the community pool or wherever it might be that we've been talking about work ethic. Other thing I hear with millennials all the time is, is this technology thing, right? The technology... That that's all they care about. That's all they want. And, you know, I think that for some people of any age group, that might be true, right? They're not necessarily millennials. They're computer nerds, right? I know them of all ages who only want to be on technology. They don't want to be interacting with others. There are plenty of millennials who want to be working with people who want to build relationships, who don't want all online work, who don't want all online this or that or whatever you might be thinking, right? It's, it's, and sometimes that stereotype really gets in our way of creating jobs, recruiting strategies, and, and even groups that 
attract that age group because it's not all about online. It is about what we're going to spend our next segment talking about is relationships and how relationships play into all of this. And we're going to go through some of the failures of leaderships and how they relate to relationships. And talking about Talking about this is always a little challenging, right? Because we all like to think that we're already doing this. We all like to think that we're already doing these things. So as you listen to the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the failures of leadership. Just let yourself really think about, is this something I could work on? To be a better leader where I am, to even be a better follower, right? Because good leaders are good followers, And to move forward in my career, this is what it's going to take. It really is not who you, not who you know. Yeah, right. It really is who you know, not what you know. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to close up here talking a little bit about the failures of leadership and how most of them relate to relationships. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about leadership And really, we've been talking about three main things, right? Change management, and and that might be changing the way 
you're managing or leading depending on the types of person. It's growing that skills. It's looking forward to see what's going on. And, and even in your own career management, being able to manage change, which is honestly probably one of the hardest things that people deal with in their career management. Looking forward, seeing what's going on, and being on the, the edge, on the cusp of, of that to stay relevant, right? To stay relevant, which is a challenge in today's fast-moving world. So we've talked a little bit about the difference between management and leadership and, and really that ability to be able to use one, to know what your default is, and to grow and be able to use the other, no matter what level you're at in a company, to be able to have influence over others, to be able to get stuff done with a team. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the leadership failures. And, and this comes from a Forbes article. And it's talking about the 10 reasons that your talent will leave you. And it's kind of an older article. It's from 2012. But what I found so interesting about these things is that they're all related to leadership. I don't know that there's one that's related to management. They're all related to leadership. So failed to unleash their passions. This is one of the reasons that I, I again, love volunteer leadership. And especially if you're a younger leader or a younger careerist, right? And you're out there thinking, how can I build my leadership? Go and volunteer. Take a board position on a nonprofit. Work your way up. It happens quicker there, right? And you'll get some opportunities to see how it works when you fail to get somebody really engaged. When you fail to give them something meaningful to do. And then you can take that back to your working world. Because that, I think, is one of the keys to leading in the future is being able to understand that it is important if people like what they do. It is important. Yes, they will have to do things they don't like to do. But guess what? If their whole job is something they don't like to do in today's world, they aren't going to do it. And you can sit there and argue, especially if you've been in leadership for a while, you can sit there and say, this is work. People should do their work. And I tell you, maybe when you've lost enough people, you'll start to realize that that's just not the world we live in anymore. And I don't know if it really ever was. Along with their passions, you fail to challenge their intellect. We're smart people, right? All of us in our own way are smart people. And when you fail to give us something not just interesting to do, but something that challenges us, eventually you're going to lose me. I need to be creative. I need to be able to use what I know. And I need the freedom to do that, which is where that leadership part comes in. Knowing when to manage and set the structure and when to lead by getting out of the way. Next thing is developing others, developing other skills. And I think that this comes whether you're the manager or leader or not. You can help 
elders develop as a team member, it's mostly just giving people the opportunity to do things. Right? That's what my first boss gave to me. She had her own stuff she was working on. She had her own goals she was working on. And she let me do my thing with some structure and management when I needed it, but given me the opportunity to develop skills that, that I use every day. Failed to give them a voice. I love that. Failed to give them a voice. Are you listening to your people? Are you giving them opportunities to make meaningful input? And then, of course, we've got to recognize others. Recognizing their contributions and giving them more, right? Giving them more to do by recognizing, in recognition. People will say, oh, you know, what do you need recognition for? I don't need you to give me a trophy in front of a room. Yeah, that's nice. The best recognition you can give me is more meaningful work to do. That doesn't mean that I want to be the CEO. It just means I want more meaningful work to do where I can see the outcome, where I can see the contribution that it makes to the organization. So when we're thinking about leadership, I found one great thing that I want to kind of close on today. Are you counting value or creating value? There is a time to count. There's a, way, a place for metrics. But are you creating value by letting other people do things too? There's so much more value in I'll handle this while you handle that. And then the team is generating value above and beyond what I could do as an individual. And to me, that's leadership. And when I work with managers and I talk to managers, and I think today maybe a lot of our management goals are too tied up in me getting my hands dirty in the wrong way. I need to be doing, of course. But if I'm doing things that my team could do, I should find other stuff to do. Things that could be more meaningful to me. And ways that I can create value instead of counting value. Because maybe there's someone else that can do that. That can help us with the metrics. And if we're the person in charge of metrics, great. How are we leading from that place? How are we creating value from that place? So as we think about leadership and and moving forward, I would just challenge you for a day maybe to lead within the organization or to serve within the organization as if it were volunteer. What would you do differently if you had to pay a little more attention to whether or not people were engaged enough that they'd stay if you weren't paying them? What would you do differently? If you're on a team, what would you do differently if you knew that every person on that team was giving up money, time, family, 
to be there on a volunteer basis. What would you do differently with your team? I'd love your feedback. I'd love if you try it. How does it go? And we'll be right back here next week. Actually, we're going to keep on the millennial topic. We're going to talk a little bit about millennial career management, millennial career development. So if you're out there and you're listening and you've got kids that are getting out of college or or you yourself are, are a new graduate, we're going to be talking with Gayla Jackson and really digging into what might be different and how millennials are going to be managing their careers moving forward. So thank you for listening here to The Career Confidant, and we look forward to seeing you next week right here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 